Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. And I'm Tiff. I'm Tim. And welcome back or welcome to Tiff and Tim and True Crime. What's up? We're two friends meet to talk about true crime. Yes. Period. And it's going to be a great time today, y'all. We're yes. excited. We're feeling refreshed. We feel renewed. How about that ice and snow that we had? Oh, here? my God. Texas do better. Right. Every year. There's always something. Something. It ain't like the last few, the last year where watch out. It was rough. We was on a boiling water. Uh, <laughs> it was. Yeah. Well, if you are just now joining us, thank you. We appreciate it. If you're new to us, what's up? Um, and we just basically we talk about true crime. So, you know, keep making sure you come back because that's what we need. Yes. Um and as you can see, we are back at Tiff's house. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, and yeah, so what are what is uh what's what are we gonna be talking about today? So today me and Tim decided to do a little Valentine's vacation, you know, spread, you know, the love, but also spread the love of others who lost their life on this day of love. So Valentine's Day is a time where, like I said, it's about love, it's about spending time with your person, your partner, whether that's your boyfriend, your girlfriend, your cat, dog, even a plant. I mean, everybody needs to be loved. But yeah, and it's also a day about spending time with love or spending a little bit of money, spending a little bit of shit. You know what I mean? Because everybody gonna at least spend a bag Ooh. on uh, Valentine's Day. Yes. Yes, because who don't want to go out to a nice romantic dinner before our victim today someone who she loved would come back and be the reason her heart was broken dang yeah that's crazy it was the the someone she used to love for yes. me like ex is always somewhere being exes hmm it's not cute uh, are you ready for our little Valentine's dinner room that I have? Yeah. Yes. We'll post pictures so you all can see our outfits. I'm going to wear an outfit that was supposed to be here last week, but it ain't y'all. It's neither here nor there. <laughs> <laughs> so our victim today, or yeah, our victim today was born on February 4th, 1984. Tiana was a 25-year-old. Tiana was a 25-year-old that was blessed with both brains and beauty. She was born to the parents of Alvin A. Notice and Kathy Lewis. Um, she had three brothers growing up, so y'all already know how that feels. If like you are the only girl in the house, you know your brothers are gonna be protective. They are ride or die. Like yeah. only they can beat you up. Nobody else. <laughs> like quit it. Um, I believe at the age of six, we you know they knew that their daughter was gonna be something special, and that's what Tiana's father said. She was a genuine child prodigy and she was way ahead of her classmates. And so this means that she was basically a pretty smart kid. And that's on period. Shout out to the kids that are smart. And shout out to the kids that are smart but may not know it right now. Because mm -hmm. you are you're very smart. I just want you to know that. I'm sorry I broke away from. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tiana was a very artistic child as well. So, you know, she had a love for music. 
She also loves spending time in the choirs and the singing groups, period. Shout out to all of that. I used to be in a choir all the time. Just love choir. Mm-hmm. Um, she loved to write down her own songs and write endless poetry. Um, she also loved all types of music and artists as well. I would say I'm different, like, because I just cannot get down. I want to get down with country, but I feel like it's just so sad all the time. What? No. No, I just feel like country is sad. It's not. I feel like they always get broke up or, <laughs> or what Carrie Underwood say she had drove. Now, that song was like, drove his kid to the, oh, yeah. yeah. Pretty little souped up four wheel drive. <laughs> she was angry. <laughs> but, um, Tiana was so brilliant that she ended up doing her first year of college at the same time she was completing her last year in high school. Okay. Right. Hmm. I wouldn't, I was just thinking about finishing. I wouldn't even think about, let me do both. Okay. No, I was trying to, I was trying to get up out of there. Her mom said that she loved to argue and she was, you know, she encouraged her all the time um, to be a lawyer and that she could debate with anybody um according to her family the most important things in her life were god family and friends that'd be that that's a good like model to live by mm-hmm. so in college she quickly became an activist who was you know committed to many issues that were happening in the united states she went on to graduate from the university of hartfield hartford with a bachelor's degree in political science and was in the process of getting her master's degree um, when she met uh, James Carter II online. She was a semester away from finishing the course and considered a career in maybe politics or law. She just didn't know which one she wanted to do yet. Mm-hmm. But she did know that she wanted to do one of those two. But, I mean, she did meet a guy, so... Yeah, so she met a guy, like Tim said, James uh, Carter II. She met him in 2007. They actually met on MySpace, believe it or not. MySpace? Yes. Oh, wow. Do you remember MySpace? Like, setting up your... like setting up your profile yes. and making sure your friends like yeah, you're like top five. Yes. Yeah, okay. Okay, top five. Make sure everybody was in there. <laughs> but yes, but Tiana wasn't looking for anything too serious because she had just got out of a five-year relationship with her college sweetheart. She agreed to meet James for a date and they actually met at a public place. After that, I mean sorry, during the date. James told that he owned a home. He didn't have any kids, but he wanted some someday. He was all. She also told him he was a manager at a finance company. But all of those were later to be lies. What? James also gave her a new phone that was on his plan, and he bought her a new set of tires for her car. Okay. At the time, Tiana thought he was just being nice, being a sweet gentleman. But she later realized six months into their relationship that James actually had a domestic violence charge from his ex-girlfriend. Yes. Girl, it's done in the dark, always come to light. Right. You know what? You should be able to do like, you know how they do like a fact check on your car? You should be able to do that on your man too. Or your background check. That works too. (laughs) Sorry, can I date you till I get this background check? (laughs) 
<laughs> but yeah, so a year after that, they're after finding that out, their relationship was crumbling anyway. So Tim decided to break things off. Um, he so James actually went to the Plainville police station and he filed a restraining order against Tiana. He didn't have any visible bruises or anything like that, but the police department decided still let him be able to file that restraining order. But then a day after that, Tiana actually filed a restraining order against James. And James was actually banned from talking to Tiana for about two, two weeks. Yeah, mm. two weeks. After that, James began stalking her like crazy. When I say like crazy, this man will follow her to her job, stay at her job, sit outside her apartment for hours on end. He will also call and text her, even email her all the time. Damn. Yes. Despite Damn. this, Tiana Loves once said that the police authorities did not do anything. They did not take her serious enough. Ooh. Her Yes. Her mom even said that she went to the police station 33 times in six weeks. Hold up. She went how many times? 33 so after number four, they didn't think like, okay, okay 2015, oh, 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 they thinking like, oh, she being extra, like, so she, but did she come with like evidence or anything with them or to show or? Well, she did have the text messages and call records, but they indicated that that was kind of, I guess, quote unquote, non-threatening. What? Yeah. So he in the text, he needed to be like, I'm going to kill you, you dirty right. harlot. I'm done. <laughs> Child, that's crazy. Please. Yes. When somebody come to y'all, please. No, they probably not doing the most because that person probably is really talking to them. Yes. Damn. And so Tiana's car was also vandalized one day. And so her dad decided to install cameras outside of her home. I think it was kind of like pointed towards the door and outside the home just so you know he keep all things she could also keep all things and they could also maybe catch James the next time he do one of his crazy acts soon after her car was vandalized and the cameras were installed James actually left a note and it said Tiana please forgive me I never cheated on you and if I'm lying may God take my life forgive me for everything else I have done while the camera tapes had ran out, the police finally seemed to have taken some action because they actually contacted James to ask him for a writing sample so that they could match his writing sample against the note that was left on her door, knowing that that might be James, but I mean, yeah. Why? Did, did they not believe, like, yeah. Who I've never seen where they're like, oh no, we need to get a hand written sample for you like to make sure this is what you but you only did that when you like actually kill somebody like right but, not when a restraining order and you clearly can see like but then again like who writes notes now nowadays so true there's no way to justify that through text message uh people the police but anyway so since they were doing that or getting that all together at the time of the incident Tiana lived in an apartment in Plainville, Connecticut. Uh, Tiana, went, Tiana went to the Plainville police on February 14, 2009 to have them fax a copy of her restraining order to show them the note. Why did they not have it? 
Right. But James was not detained despite police having all this information. And, uh, you know, they promised her that they would, you know, instead, you know, make sure that he was good. But instead, they called James to inform him that Tiana A had been there and to B warn him that if he broke the law again, they was going to arrest him. So you told that man that the woman he's stalking had just been up here to let them know about you. Why would you tell them that? Exactly. That wasn't like crucial like evidence for you to like keep to yourself. Right. They don't have like the client confidentiality thing right. like they always have. <sighs> Do better. Right. Jesus. But, you know, Tiana left her home believing that she was secure, safe, and she only intended to quickly, you know, go back to the house to pick up her laundry and spend the weekend with her mother because she, you know, she originally was going over there just so she wouldn't have to be at her house, right? Yeah. Mm. Okay. And then the note was found after she was at home? Before. The she, day before. The day before. Wow. So, listen to this, y'all. James attempted to get into Tiana's apartment by a locksmith. What did he tell that man? Did he tell him that he lived there? Right. What did he... That's a... Like... Yeah. Like, what? And when that didn't work, he decided, okay, I'm finna get into Tiana's house some way. So, let me just decide and wait until she come home. So, Tiana was stabbed 20 times, y'all, including twice in the chest. Mm. After James left the scene, Tiana was profusely bleeding mm. out, but still was able to make a 911 call at 941. Mm. Her neighbors insisted on that, you know, they did try to help her and make sure, like, you know, see, do all the things that they could do for her. But she was barely alive when the police had got there. And she died two hours later at the Hatford Hospital. And mm -hmm. it was just a week after her 25th birthday. You are just reaching your prime at 25. Like you're just getting, you're just really getting to know who the person that you may want to be at 25. And when you reach 30, you're trying to implement that, that person that you want to be. You know, yeah. she has so much more life to give. And the police just didn't... I felt like they failed her. Yeah. But um, the authorities had an abundance of evidence, y'all, that pointed to James' direction. Like, they had all the information that they needed. Um, less than an hour after the incident, James Carter Jr. was arrested and charged on suspicion of murder. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't even charged on first-degree murder. Like you, uh, not even attempted. Right. You went in here. You was gonna kill this girl. Like you knew you was gonna do that. But beside his past behavior, witnesses saw his car leaving the scene, and the camera captured part of the murder as well. So shout out to Dad for you know getting that camera up. Right. Furthermore, Tiana said during the nine one one call that her ex boyfriend had stabbed her, and then her blood was found on his shirt. And finally, James' own brother tested against testified that he called him that night and said that I stabbed Tiana. 
Lord, and then the day before that, Tiana was at work. And while she was at work, she had got numerous amounts of calls from James. I'm talking about like he called her back to back to back. Dang. Yes. And but this time she had a witness. It was her co-worker. So she actually uh called the police department in the area that she worked in, which was Waterbury, Connecticut. And they had told her that she needed to fax over the previous restraining order that she had got in the other in Plainville because they couldn't validate whether the restraining order was real. They didn't really pretty much they didn't take a word for it. So yeah. Yes, so that's what happened when she uh, got home from the uh, from getting off from work, and that's when she found the note, and then that's what made her leave her home again because she actually took the note to the Plainville Police Station, and that's when she gave them the note, and that's when they also was um, she was putting a fax request for them to send to the Canterbury Police Department. Yeah. Ridiculous. Yeah. She got to jump through all these hoops, hurdles, and do all these things just for y'all to listen to her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Could you imagine this happening today? Mm. Like, all the backlash that they would be receiving would be astronomical. Yeah. But again, James was arrested. And, you know, he was taken to trial. And his trial did begin on October 2011. Um, And he was, you know, seen on surveillance camera that Tiana's dad had installed and had been identified by the killer and James's brother and James's girlfriend. And they they all testified and confessed that he, he 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 did it that night. And he was there. James was sentenced to 60 years in prison. 60, 60. Mm, Should have Yes. And Carter chose, well, James chose not to attend the sentencing hearing. Didn't know you could do that. Didn't know that was an option. And outside of the uh, court, Tiana's father held up an apology letter that James sent to the family, but he like questioned his sincerity. Like, how, how sincere are you with this note? Are you just doing it? for peace for yourself, or do you really mean what you just said? Right. Um, James' father also stated that if a person was remorseful, he would be out there saying to the family, I apologize. I, I'm sorry. But not once have we said that. He also stated that this guy is an evil person and that he deserves whatever that he's getting. He really need to be under the jail, truthfully, but I'm not a judge, so don't have no type of rights, you know. But during the legal proceedings, James' past criminal history was also mentioned. He had previous convictions, assaults in 2002 and in 2006, Mm. in addition to violating probation in 2008. At the time of the murder, James was also charged with harassment and violation of a restraining order. He also appeared to show no type of remorse at all in his letters to the relatives. In November of 2011, James was convicted of murder and and violation of a restraining order. That's it. He received a concurrent five-year term for the other charges that he already had, too. And prison records indicate that he, you know, he still remains behind bars at the McDowell Walker Correction 
Correctional Institution in Sioux Fed, Connecticut. But, you know, James will be eligible for release in February of 2069, though. So he'll be able to hopefully not be able to get out. But if he does, you know, just hope and pray that they, this doesn't happen again. Right. He should be old by then, though. Right. But there is light at the end of this dark tunnel. Tiana's father actually started a Tiana Notice Foundation, and their goal is to be successful and policing laws for restraining orders as well as the response time for law enforcement to be more stringent so that they can be more proactive rather than reactive. They found this foundation and already installed 15 camera systems yes. for victims throughout their homes in Massachusetts and Connecticut. They also work with the Connecticut Domestic Violence Task Force to implement new laws. The foundation was also successful in getting GPS laws and other bills enacted in into law in Connecticut. They work to continue, they continue to work with the Massachusetts uh, District Attorney's Roundtable to share information about domestic violence cases. If you want to support, you can go to tianonoticefoundation.org. And also her family actually sued the police department. I think the Plainville one, and they actually won that case. I think they had got, I don't know, quote me, it was like 14 million, but I know they got a couple of million dollars pursuing mm. that police department. Good to actually ever receive something, but no yeah. amount of money can bring yeah. a child back. That's true. And especially when the police didn't do their due diligence in doing their job and taking this woman seriously. Because I feel like if it was a man harassing a woman, no, if it was a woman harassing a man, they would be, you know, all up on it. Ten times down. Yeah, but since it was a female they just didn't take it seriously, which is ridiculous. But as stated, please make sure you're around your surroundings. Make sure you do do your due diligence and get in. If you're a single female living at home by yourself, get you a doll, get you a, a ring camera or some type of security system so you could be good. Because if I if they didn't have this, that footage of him, who's to say what might, he might've got less amount of time there was that footage to be able to, you were there, so you did it. And that's on period. Play with your Mary, not me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm done. Well, that's it for today's case. Um, thank you all for listening. Um, this was just a sad one, just for the fact that it happened on Valentine's Day, but... I know. Yeah. Well, if you're listening on Valentine's Day, enjoy your Valentine's. Yes. And y'all, you know, if you're a new follower again, please like, subscribe, and share on all of our social platforms, TikTok, YouTube, I'm forgetting one, Instagram. Yeah. And uh, whatever podcast uh, plat platform you're listening to, um, make sure you leave us a review. And make sure you subscribe so you can know when we're coming back. Um, again, we'll be back quick. Fast. And in a hurry. I'm Tim. I'm Tim. And we're two friends that talk about true crime. <laughs>